Hey everybody, welcome back to Cyber Tangent. I'm your host, Ryan Williams, and today I'm joined by Tiffany Rosick. She's a returning guest on our podcast, so Tiffany, thanks for joining us again. She is a business and operations consultant with 15 plus years of product and program management experience, primarily in the healthcare vertical. She focuses on large-scale programs with an expertise in project rescue, trailblazing, and coaching. Tiffany, great to have you. Thanks, Ryan. It's great to be back. So, Tiffany, after chatting with you earlier, I know one of your passions in your career has been trailblazing the healthcare space and overall just improving processes. I think it's awesome. I think you're doing a lot of amazing work. And one of the things that you told me is that you're currently pursuing business transformation and digitalization. Could you talk a little bit about what each of those means? Sure. Yeah, it's actually it's really important that we kind of level set. I think the words business transformation and digital transformation and digitalization all kind of get thrown around and sometimes they're commingled. And I have a very separate definition for each of those. And then, you know, that also kind of helps build on on how we define projects and the work that we're doing. So business transformation is really fundamental changes to business. So how a business operates. And it can range from disruptive market changes to just changes in your business operations to where you'll achieve cost savings or efficiency. So a a couple examples to help illustrate this. One would be disruptive market change, would be ride-sharing companies. And taxi companies were forced into changing because ride-sharing was so disruptive in their market. And then another example that I like to use around cost savings or, or operational efficiency would be General Motors. So they had to massively reorganize themselves after their Chapter 11 back in 2009. So I would look at that. That's business transformation. And then we talk about things like digital transformation. And that's where the business is looking to optimize its processes, its transactions, its interactions, all by maximizing and leveraging the technology that exists out there. And it's really kind of a multi-layered evolution or maturity over time, if you will. So some examples of digital transformation would be a business's transition to a cloud strategy or implementation of an IoT, you know, Internet of Things, or mobility platforms and solutions. So those are things you don't just plug in a system and say, oh, we've digitally transformed. That happens over time, right? And then you brought up digitalization. Well, that really is kind of a mixture of where you're going to automate some processes, but other processes have to remain manual or there's some sort of partial hybrid approach to progressing those activities. So if I, if I look at them all collectively, one actually rolls up into, into another. In order to achieve business transformation, there's some level of digital transformation that you have to undergo. In order to get to digital transformation, there's some level of digitization or digitalization that you have to undergo as well. I know that was kind of long-winded, but I'm hoping the examples there kind of help illustrate the differences in when we would use those terms. Yeah, I think it's great. And I think I would agree with you as well that those terms do get thrown out there with what people think may be the same definition, but it's actually the wrong word in the context, right? Kind of like AI, machine learning, you can flip those back and forth as well. I think digital transformation and business transformation, one is more of the the actual tools and stuff that are used, and then the other is actually the transformative of the industry or of the of the culture as well, which gets me to a sub point that I kind of want to pull on this thread a little bit, specifically as around relates to cyber. 
because obviously that's what we're our podcast is about is right cyber tangent here so cybersecurity obviously is everywhere and it's going to be with people it's going to be with processes it's going to be with technology you can't avoid it right cybersecurity whether it's attacks breaches insider threats malware it's out there it's going to happen it's not going anywhere either how would you embed or really think about cyber specifically when it comes to let's just start with business transformation first and then maybe we can move on to the others sure sure so cybersecurity is often thought of as as a technology solution so you know they I think to most people who are outside of a CIO role, if you will, will think of it as, oh, I can just input a solution and my programs and systems are secure. But when we're talking about business transformation, your cyber security and your cyber strategy has to transform in parallel with your business transformation. So as I mentioned earlier, if you look at you know, business transformation and having digital transformation as a component of your business transformation, your cybersecurity strategy has to happen and be considered in the same process and projects that you're kicking off. So if you choose to implement, for example, a single platform, maybe it's a multi-cloud solution, that cybersecurity strategy has to also evolve in order to support that digital transformation, as well as a larger business transformation. Gotcha. So I think you put it more as cyber fits in, the cyber strategy fits in at that business transformation level, whereas the tools that you're going to implement within the company to digitize or the technology you're going to use to digitize your, and basically implement that strategy is where cyber would fit in on the digital transformation side of things. Would that be an accurate way to kind of think about it? It would be, yeah. So, Tiffany, let me pull on the thread a little bit more then around the challenges that a company may deal with by incorporating business transformation. Again, as it specifically relates to cyber, there's a lot going on there, right, between the tools and the strategies, all that you've just mentioned. From your experience and working with different companies, what are some of the challenges that people are facing to embrace cybersecurity as part of their business transformation strategy? And how would you recommend people can overcome some of those challenges? It's a complex problem. And the first one is that most folks kind of think of cyber as something that happens in a back room somewhere that they don't really need to pay attention to. And then the other hurdle to overcome is getting organizational understanding that this is not just a single solution and it's not just one thing that, that you deploy and it magically solves all the problems. It actually has to be an integrated part of the overall program or strategy, you know, whatever word your organization uses to develop its solutions and its strategies. The cyber strategy has to be a component of those conversations and of those teams and of the larger solution you're putting in play. So earlier I used the example of you're looking to move to a cloud. You're going to transition into a cloud. Well, the cybersecurity strategy you have in play today supports the multiple solutions that you have perhaps on-prem or that are hosted by somebody else or are hosted by a third-party vendor. They now need to evolve and different processes and tools and perhaps even resources now need to be put in play to support this transition to the cloud. But it can't be an after fact. It can't be, hey, we moved to the cloud and then cybersecurity catches up later. It has to be cybersecurity catches up or works 
on the same path or trajectory as the rest of the organization does as it evolves. Yeah, that's great. And it, again, couldn't agree more on that. And so I think you've actually pulled on something I'd like to go on a little bit of tangent here, which I think is good timing as obviously our podcast is called Cyber Tangent. So we'll throw this as the tangent question for now. When we think about digital transformation then and getting into the tools or the actual tactics of what companies can incorporate as part of that overall strategy, but primarily from the digital efforts of things and and where does cyber fit into that and how does security enable the business with proper tooling while still being able to allow the business to move or operate at the speed at which the C-suite leaders want it to be? Well, from my perspective as a, a program manager, I think it really comes into the development of the program. And when you're starting, it has to happen at the beginning. It cannot happen in the middle or intertwined. So when I look at this problem, Ryan, when I structure a program, we always ask the question, why? Why are we doing this? Right? So, and typically, businesses justify implementing and making changes and digitally transforming because they want to do things like reduce silos in their organization. They need better integration points. They need to reduce redundancy in processes. They, they need uh, data transparency, right? Those are some of the, the key reasons why they engage in digital transformation. And while those are all very positive things and everybody wants to share data and be able to make data-driven decisions about the business, it actually presents a big challenge for cybersecurity and protecting a, a business that has a single platform. So we talked about the cloud, right? And transitioning to a cloud. So now you're going to move all of your solutions or you're going to connect all of your solutions in a single cloud or potentially in mul- across multiple clouds. So here you now have increased your entry points for attacks. And now you need to have a very deep, and clear understanding of your users, your systems, your network. And then from a cyber perspective, from, a, from your CISOs perspective, they now need to adjust their solutions and tools, and they need to now engage the organization a little bit differently in terms of resources to secure all of that new information. And it becomes not just an IT problem, it actually becomes a larger organization problem because you need to educate the organization how they have to manage their mobile solutions, their cell phones, their laptops, their customer interactions differently in this new digital environment that the company wants to move to. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people understand how much stuff they actually have out there and who has access to it and how it's connected and and maybe why certain things are what they are. I guess one of the things that I found is a lot of people, as much as they say that's the basics, right? That's sort of your cyber hygiene is to know what you've got, who's got it, and how can they get access to it. A lot of people have a hard time just answering that because maybe they're distracted by all the bright and shiny object tools that are out there or thinking that they have to have such a complex digital transformation strategy or business transformation strategy to keep up, and they forgot sort of the main security 101 type of things. Is that something you find a lot in your client work? Or if not, how? what's the landscape look like from your perspective? It's absolutely a problem that I see all the time. Let's just use the example of how many people export data out of your CRM, for example, into an Excel spreadsheet. Where do they save it? And what data is in that spreadsheet? 
And who do they email it to? So it happens all the time, which is why I, which is why I come back to the cyber solution needing to be part of the overall digital transformation and the business transformation, because if they don't, if the cyber team, if your CISO doesn't have a really clear understanding of the users, the systems, and the network, and why they're doing those things, again, coming back to that why, it's going to be very difficult to secure. Yeah. And you can't just let Daniel from IT keep coming in all the time and, and changing things up because everything you just mentioned is all falling back on the business employees, right? And I think that gets to another good question of how do we get employees that are not in a specifically cyber or security or IT related job function, how do we get them to embrace this change knowing that I want the company to succeed, I want to see it grow, but I want to get stuff done when I want to get it done, I want to have access to stuff whenever I want it. How have you helped companies embrace that change from non-security related employees? You're kind of dipping your toe into, into change management here which is a complex, change management is hard and it can be very complex. I think the best ways that I've helped organizations is by, you know, multi-threading the change. So addressing it early, working with senior leaders, setting guidelines around change management, what we plan to change, how quickly we plan to change it, and then using them as the conduits in their organization to facilitate, help us facilitate change, but then coming back and addressing it often, like assessing where are we at in the change management process, and then communicating or repeating it at all levels of the organization. So it has to be, it has to be early, often, repeated, and at all levels. It can't just happen at the top. And I do see some organizations that really address change management at the top, with the expectation that the leaders are going to help push it down to lower levels. And that oftentimes doesn't happen. I also think that, that it needs to be collaborative. So you talked about the business user or the non-IT user. They need to be engaged in the conversation and presented with the, the change that's going to happen. It could be a system change. It could be a business change. And then collaborate on, on what's the best way to adapt. They're, they're working at the ground level every day. So they're the ones that should help drive out that change strategy and talk about what's the right timing of the change and how, what's the right expectation for how quickly that change can happen. And then I think the, the, other, the other point around change management is that change management or change activities need to be planned in conjunction with or alongside of the other project tasks. So again, if you're being collaborative with your non-IT users about the security changes that are going to take place or that need to take place and getting their input on it, then those, those items should then be included in the overall program that you're deploying within your organization. Yeah. I think the nice thing about change as we talk about that word, I know is a little bit of a, a tangent of itself from where we're talking about it, but I think change goes hand in hand with trailblazing. I know that was a big thing that's within your bio and from talking to you numerous times now, I can really get that sense for you, the kind of passion and trailblazing effort that you like to bring to the table for your clients and just the overall industry. And so what are some projects that, let's just focus on specifically what you're seeing, right? Regardless of these more hypothetical, generic examples we've used so far, what are some projects that you're trailblazing specifically that you think people should be aware of? or start to think about themselves, and then obviously can contact you, whatever it may be, but 
what do you see as one of those big sort of let's change the status quo, let's trailblaze a new way of thinking or a new path when it comes to transformation of both business and, and digital efforts? So an area that I'm keeping close and keeping close watch on as well is when we start talking about blockchain. I'm not sure if, if you have had it, spent any time in working with companies that are in the blockchain space, but that is a medium that I think will transform a number of industries and particularly in the healthcare space. I think, I think it's some, there's some work taking place right now in finance, but as we look at the healthcare vertical, blockchain is a technology that I'm really keeping a close eye on. And again, you're, it comes back to the why around why a business needs to pay attention and why a business may need to adopt some of these newer technologies rather than being a business that is going to react to a competitor that is disrupting their business. Yeah, I think blockchain is a very interesting one. It's it's a hot topic at a lot of events and conferences and stuff that you go to or that I go to and listen to different panel sessions on. And it's been an interesting one where people, I feel like, are very strong for it or maybe not against it, but just don't even want to pay attention to it. Maybe it's be, but that to me though shows that it is very much of a trailblazing type of project or initiative that requires some thought behind it still, requires some monitoring, but those that can do it well and implement it in the right way are going to succeed and have that competitive advantage. I think it's difficult sometimes to apply it to specific industries. I think definitely healthcare and financial services would, would probably see an adoption of it the most, but I, th- I think you're spot on that. That's definitely one that it is on everyone's radar. And, and would love to kind of see how that goes. So specifically for what you're doing, I'll give you a little shameless plug here because I know you're doing some great work. How can people find you out there if they're interested in, in blockchain or interested in getting your thoughts? How can they find you on the, the social world or, or whatever, just to kind of get a follow-up, if anything, of interest? I think the easiest way to find me is, is really on LinkedIn. So that, that's the professional social media platform that, that I choose to use. And so they can certainly look up to Tiffany Rothick on LinkedIn, or they can go out to my consulting site. My business name is TGR Management Consulting. And so my URL very simply is tgrmanagementconsulting.com. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely go check her out. I know Tiffany's got some great stuff up there. Tiffany, right before we land this plan, I got one final question for you, but any other kind of parting thoughts you'd like to add or have our listeners be aware of? I think, uh, you know, you asked me the question about trailblazing and, and the example I threw out around blockchain. That's kind of a, an extreme example. But, you know, trailblazing in business can be very simple. It can, I shouldn't say simple, it can be very common, and, but, but still relevant or transformative to that business. So, so perhaps it's implementing a new CRM. It could be implementing an artificial intelligence strategy that, again, has to bring in different solutions and systems and automate more of the work that they're doing. And that still is considered trailblazing effort because it is new and different to the business. And I would encourage businesses to consider maybe not always the extreme example. I don't necessarily need to go and do something way outside the box like a blockchain, but continuing to evolve within their own business strategy is still trailblazing. Totally. Yeah, I'm right there behind you. I share a passion of, of trailblazing a few things myself and, and love sharing. Knowing everything you know now, Tiffany, about your life and your overall career and what you've done, 
what advice would you give back to your younger self? If you could do it all over again, or if someone new was coming up, what, what was sort of a, if you had one piece of advice that you could give, what would be that? I would go from project to project as in earlier in my career and just try to drive the project as hard and as fast as I could, in some cases under an artificial sense of urgency. And as I've gotten more comfortable with my skill set as a professional, I've been able to recognize and appreciate that there's just going to be a longer timeline in, in some of the efforts that I'm trying to drive toward. And forcing it, forcing it to happen doesn't make it any more successful than allowing it, in some cases, just allowing it to evolve, you know, giving, that, giving it time and space to breathe or marinate, if you will. Tiffany, appreciate your time. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for adding your thoughts and commentary. Look forward to following your progress and catching up and just appreciate you spending some time with us again this afternoon. So thank you for that. Thank you, Ryan. I, I appreciate it as well. I'm always interested to follow Cyber Tangent and, and hear where you guys, how you guys are evolving your suite of tools.